shallow boat, probably portable. I took a dozen more pictures. Then Elena hit the filing cabinets while Ranifer and I moved on to the boxes lining the shelves. They were full of gadgets, probably prototypes of the products sold by Ivy Intrepid. Elena's low whistle soon filled the room. Hey, guys, you better come look at this. What have you got? Mike asked. This cabinet holds files on submarine technology and more of what we've already seen. But this one? She indicated the one on the left. Is filled with geographical information. Maps of the world's oceans, major rivers, mountain ranges, and file after file on individual volcanoes. She lifted one out. All of them stamped negative, except this one. Mike spread the contents on the table. Topographical maps, satellite images, seismographic information, clips of the 1980 eruption. He listed. 1980? I mused. Hey, wait a second. Elena smirked and flipped over the folder. I read the label out loud. Mount St. Helens. Now look over here, she said, leading the angels back to the bulletin board on the wall. She flicked the red circle. Between the file and the map, Swain's destination seems clear enough, doesn't it? We just have to figure out his game plan. Mike narrowed his eyes. I understand Swain's interest in oceans and marine products, but why this sudden passion for geology? None of this is sudden. Ranifer mentioned. The maps, the files, the submarines, they go back centuries. Mount St. Helens, I murmured thoughtfully. Do you think? I paused. No way. No way. I grabbed Mike's arm. Do you think Swain found Findle? My three companions gave me their undivided attention. I was growing excited with the possibilities. Findle left to find a suitable location for a forge, right? What if he decided on a volcano? Elena's eyes began to sparkle, but Mike stopped me. Why would Swain be searching for Findul? He wants to destroy the Tree of Life. That's what we've been assuming, but how do we know that? I asked. The prophecy never mentions it. Swain's past encounter with the tree, his acquaintance with its power, his marine interests, his submarine. It makes sense, Mike persisted. All circumstantial, I argued. What about Davy's DVD? Mike asked. What about it? The DVD told us nothing. Elena backed me up. Swain wants power. If he'd destroyed the tree, he'd bring about his own destruction. I think Taylor's right. He's after the forge. He wants to control the fire, the weapon that will bring about the end of the world. Exactly, I said with a note of triumph. You could be right, Ranifer said thoughtfully. He gestured to the blueprints and maps. But what about the submarine? It ties in better with Mike's theory. Mount St. Helens is landlocked. He had me there. Mike flipped his laptop open immediately. Whatever Swain is planning, it's not good. Taylor, snap pictures of those blueprints and everything in this file, he said, beginning to type. We need to bring them with us when we visit the command center. I'm scheduling appointments with the brass now. You mean heaven? I gulped. Of course I mean heaven. The brass doesn't live in London. Me and Elena, too. You and Elena, too. Ranifer, we need to leave as soon as possible. Can you arrange transportation? Oh, no, Elena interrupted. You can just cancel those plans until tomorrow. She's right, I said with a glance at my watch. It's closer to morning than midnight. Don't you guys ever sleep? We can, Ranifer answered. But like food, we don't require it as frequently as you. 
Well, Elena and I need eight hours, I pronounced. Mike began to protest, but Elena and I stood firm. When Ranifer took our side, he had to stand down. All right, he sighed. First thing tomorrow. We checked into a hotel, and I was sawing logs within the hour. Mike let us sleep till noon before bursting into my room. He set a McDonald's bag on the bedside table and threw a department store shopping bag at me. Wake up, Sleeping Beauty. Elena's already been out shopping this morning. She bought these for you and told me to tell you to throw your old clothes away because they smell like a locker room. Her words, not mine. If they're cowboy duds, I won't wear them. I groused as I pulled a pillow over my head. Mike yanked it away and smacked me with it. Wake up! We have an appointment with Nigel at two o'clock. Who's Nigel? I yanked the blanket as high as it could go and covered my face. You remember the guy on the DVD? He's my boss. Come on, get up. He ripped all the bedclothes off and pulled them over the...